Companies usually hire consultants for two reasons. The first is their experience, having the benefit of solving a bunch of different problems over time. The second is their point of view. Consultants are great at abstracting principles and ideas into frameworks that can be broadly applied in a variety of situations. By operating within the constraints of frameworks, consultants have learned to more effectively arrive at problems and identify potential solutions faster than if they were winging it the entire time. And while it's extremely difficult to replicate that first benefit, since there really is no replacement for experience and pattern recognition is often hard won, you can take advantage of the second. Many of these organizations have published their frameworks and made them freely available to people, allowing you to implement them yourself in your own organization, in your own situations, and benefit from their experience. And in this podcast, we're gonna talk about how to do that. Hi, my name is Sean Johnson. Uh, for 12 years, was a founding partner at Manifold, a venture holding company in Chicago. Uh, for nine years, professor at Kellogg in the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Group. And in my experience, most people are winging it most of the time. Most organizations are loosely organized chaos. Meetings run long with no discernible purpose, no clear action steps. Initiatives are loosely organized, often devolving into the opinion of the loudest person in the room. And this presents a tremendous opportunity for you or for anyone that understands the power of frameworks and can learn how to leverage them effectively. Framework thinkers are great at bringing clarity to situations because frameworks can focus everyone's thinking and really drill down into the essence of a problem. Frameworks allow you to make faster decisions. There is rarely one right answer or one best way to do something. And so you can get a lot of benefit simply by learning how to make good enough decisions more quickly. And frameworks are great at facilitating that. And as you learn how to internalize and deploy these frameworks in a variety of situations, you become the sane voice in an organization that otherwise is full of chaos. You might not be someone who has all the answers, but you become somebody who has an ever-increasing toolkit that will allow you and the team to arrive at good answers. And in the process, your peers will notice, your boss will notice, future hiring organizations will notice. So how do you go about doing this? One of the great things about frameworks is that they're actually really easy to find. Companies and institutions have learned that there's a tremendous amount of power in taking their knowledge, packaging it up into a framework, and then distributing that widely. And in fact, they've learned that rather than hoarding frameworks or hoarding that knowledge, the organization benefits by distributing it to people because as more organizations become aware of that framework, as more organizations deploy that framework, uh, and as that framework becomes synonymous with a best practice in a particular domain within business, that organization that created the framework gets attached to that and they their brand benefits. They get to kind of, they get carried in the draft of the increasing utilization of that framework. The pinnacle of that is when they get inst institutionalized in higher ed and MBA students around the country or around the world become familiar with that framework. So there's a strong incentive for them to actually make people aware of these, which is great for you because it means that you don't have to get an MBA necessarily to acquire these frameworks. They are relatively easy to come by. A couple of years ago, when Manifold decided that they wanted to professionalize our advisory business, we brought in uh, some senior consultants from PwC, from BCG, and from other firms to benefit from their pattern recognition and from their experience in scaling a professional services firm. And one of the things that became immediately apparent to me was how effectively they leverage frameworks. And I became a student of those frameworks myself. In the link uh, in the description, you can get access to a bunch of those frameworks in a, in a Notion document that I've created 
that shows you how they're used, some examples of how you can go about using them and some considerations. So take a look at the link below and you'll get immediate access to that. But I encourage you to build your own library over time of frameworks that you can leverage. Identify companies that you admire, people who solve similar problems, ask around, try to find out if there are people or organizations who are known for a particular methodology. And once you find one, do a deep dive into all the material that you can find about it. Obviously, it's unlikely you're gonna get access to some of the supplementary materials that those organizations might use for internal training, but at least you can get an understanding of the high level approach. And if it's been around for any period of time, lots of other people have tried implementing it themselves and have learned some of the nuances and the strengths and weaknesses of those respective frameworks. So you wanna understand not just what the framework does, you wanna understand when it's most useful, what some of its limitations might be, and how you can get the most out of it. A particularly helpful place is to look at case studies where a framework has been implemented because you can learn what uh, some of the actual constraints were to a particular problem and how the framework uh, facilitated the arrival of a potential solution to that using real companies with real constraints. And as you are doing this, you wanna turn that information into kind of a sum summary document. And as you'll see in the download, if you request access to it, I usually include the name, the purpose of it, how you go about doing it. I'll try to include an example uh, or a case study that I can find on how to do it. And that allows me just in a single page to be able to refer back to it later and uh, really kind of maximizes uh, my learning both in terms of uh, retention, because I can go back and refer to it later on, but even the process of synthesis allows me to take all this information and kind of consolidate it into a single page, which really forces you to try to understand the framework in more detail. You can take one step further and you can actually teach the framework to others, right? So you can turn it into a slide deck, you can host an internal lunch and learn, on the framework and why you think it might be pertinent to your organization. I found that teaching things is a really good way to cement learning of my own ideas uh, and will institutionalize the idea or plant the seed at least for the idea of that framework inside of your organization and also position you as the person to go to uh, for questions about that framework, which can create a lot of political capital for you inside of an organization. Once you've identified a framework, you need to start implementing it. And so in the beginning, you know, I kind of recommend implementing it on an ad hoc basis. Look for an opportunity to try to apply it in a real world situation. You don't have to do the big presentation to the whole company in the beginning. You know, you could just sort of mention it ad hoc, you know, as you're you're, you're sitting with your organization or your team trying to process a problem. It could be as simple as, hey, you know, I read a book actually about this as I was trying to think through this and it references this framework. Here's how it works. It might be worthwhile as an exercise to try it. And just put it out there and kind of see if folks are interested. And the reason why this is important is if you haven't tested it out in the field yet, and it's just a theoretical exercise at that point, you haven't earned the credibility to kind of say, this is this is what we need to do with a tremendous amount of conviction. So I think you need to hold it a little bit more loosely and a little bit more casually and just suggest it as a potential idea that might be worth trying. You have to remember that when you ever you propose any idea for change inside of an organization, you, your colleagues aren't just asking if the idea will work. They're also asking um, how likely the idea is to succeed, whether you're the right person to uh, actually implement it. And in a lot of cases, you don't have the political capital at the beginning to answer that question. And so they're gonna be a little less likely to kind of jump on board. But that is one of the kind of sneaky powers of frameworks because you're introducing credibility from the outside. You're no longer saying, I think we should do this. You're saying, I know that when McKinsey advises clients, 
on problems like this, they use this framework. And so you're drafting off of McKinsey's authority rather than your own authority. And this works really, really well, especially if your team is at an impasse. As I mentioned, most people are winging it all the time and most problems that are worth solving are problems that nobody that's sitting in the room has solved before. And so everyone benefits when you come to the table, not just with problems, but with a proposed solution. And to the degree that you're leveraging the expertise of credible third parties, uh, that dramatically increases the likelihood that they're going to be willing to try it. The other nice thing about this is that it actually doesn't put as much pressure on the success of the framework itself, because even if you try it out and it's clunky that first time, the conclusion that the organization is going to arrive at is not, this doesn't work, right? Uh, because they're going to, again, trust the political capital of the established organization that uses this in a whole bunch of different scenarios. Uh, and instead, they're probably just going to say, hey, we, we, we missed some nuance. And so that allows you to, if you undersell it a little bit, iterate and learn uh, and identify some of the nuances and get some reps using it. As we've talked about in other areas, huge fan of reps uh, as the solution to most problems. And so uh, it allows you to get more practice implementing the framework because you are attaching less gravity to it. As you are executing it and as you are getting these reps, you want to go back to your document or to your keynote or whatever, and you want to update it based on what you've learned and create your own case studies. And this will allow you to, again, put some color to it. And if, if and when you get an opportunity to kind of present it to the larger organization or even presenting to third parties, uh, future companies keynotes that you maybe you're giving uh, at association meetings, things like that, you have your own experiences to draw from, which again, uh, it's kind of a nice one-two punch because now you can say, hey, here's this credibility from this third-party organization, and then B, here's how it worked when we actually went and applied it. And so you kind of have a nice one-two punch there. As you get good at doing this, your team is going to increasingly come to you with problems because they're going to see that you have a more rigorous approach to problem solving. And you've done the hard work of doing research and learning about frameworks and potential solutions to these problems. You've done the work of learning the nuances and, and the pros and cons and when they're appropriate and when they're not. You've done the work of kind of codifying it into documents that are easy to share and easy to present to others. And you can just sort of let the deck uh, or let the document kind of ripple out through your organization. And it's very likely that you're gonna to start to get approached more often to help other people in the organization apply that framework in their own situations. Don't be afraid to innovate on these frameworks too. Uh, as you get more practice and as you cover some of those nuances, you'll find ways that you can tweak these frameworks to make them more applicable for your own situation or for your own business. And with enough modification, you can actually bake it into your own company's way of doing things. So, you know, this is especially helpful when you run a professional services firm of your own. If you're a boutique consultant or something like that, you can take a framework, modify it, uh, in ways based on what you've learned from experience can work, replace certain levers with others, mess with the terminology and things like that. And now, now you have your own kind of version of a proprietary framework. Creativity is basically taking two disparate ideas and putting them together in a novel way. And so you can take existing frameworks, smash them together, put them through their paces, figure out what works and what doesn't about them, and make them your own over time. And if you think about that and you think about your company arriving at its own proprietary approach to doing something, that's a lot of value. And 
who will be the most likely candidate for evangelizing that process in a business development uh, setting or in a sales setting? It'll probably be you. You'll get more opportunities to speak and write about that to others. And you will become the domain expert on the best way to leverage that framework. Uh, and, and so you're going to have a, effectively an army of salespeople or an army of consultants kind of out there kind of pushing uh, your work, which enhances your own personal brand inside of the organization and, and with others as well. If you think about how professional service firms work, especially, they often follow like an associate director, managing director, uh, or partner kind of model progression, right? And it goes from doing to managing and doing to selling and managing and doing. And at the top of the rung, you're effectively a salesperson and you have to have your own book of business. And one great way to have your own book of business is to have a proprietary methodology for doing something. And so if all goes well, everybody wins. The company gets really good at something that they used to have difficulty with. You learn a process that can help in future organizations or help in your existing organization. You likely position yourself as a doer uh, and somebody who is ambitious and probably projects well into your future career aspirations, whether that's with your existing company or a future company. Your company gets its own way of doing things that becomes a form of IP that it can package up and create additional value for itself. And so it's it's a huge, huge upside across the board. Uh, and so I encourage you to become a student of frameworks, go hunt them out, learn how to apply them, get reps, put them through their paces, figure out what works and what doesn't, figure out when they're applicable and when they're not. And as a result, don't be surprised if uh, people in your organization start to notice and start to um, ask you to take on more responsibility inside of their company.